growing up. Yeah, I was a bit insane, to be honest. I'm, I'm going to be so real. Like, I wasn't in the right body yeah. for a while. Yeah. And I didn't know the reason. Lewis Capaldi walks in. He's the most amazing person, by the way. I'm pretty sure it's like 50k. Yeah. It's like, okay, where are you then? Where's my dream man then? Like, come on. Today on the podcast, I am joined by one of our outreachers, somebody on our roster, Lulu Oren. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, full disclaimer, if anybody watches this and anybody's watching it on YouTube and not just listening to the audio version, the reason why my hair is wet is because... we were caught in the rain. We were caught in the rain. Mm. So hopefully it will dry throughout the episode, but we'll see. Thank God for Emilio's Uber account. Which almost died on me. So I took a photo of it just in case, just but in it didn't. Case. No, that was clever. Yeah, I know. Thank you for doing that. Because like, the do you have a pin code on your one? No. Like you have to say a pin? No. With my Uber account, I have to say a pin every time I go like, in the Like um, with Delivery. Yes. They do that in there yeah. as well. No, I've never had that. I don't know why mine's like that. I wonder why. Maybe because I'm like a special person that needs like <laughs> extra security. You're a special person, <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast. Of course. I'm, I'm not so seeing you in excited. ages, actually. I know. It's been since the last time I came to the offices. Which is a while ago. Yeah. Well, lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. What have you been up to? You've been to Fashion Week? Yes. How was I went that? to I went to a show, Rue Agthonis, I think that's what okay. it's called. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. Like it's just so like ethereal to see all the fashion shows like take place and like mm. the strut of the models and then obviously like the clothes and everything. It was really great. Especially with Fabiola is so I fun. Could, yeah, obviously. Mm. I could see you in a fashion show. You think? Do you want to? I like could. One day, do you, is that something you want to do? You know what? Yeah, in a way. But like, I feel like I have such a style myself that like, if they put me in something ugly, I'd be really upset. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I, I thought that when we watched the show. I'm sure so many people mm. are so annoyed about what they're wearing. I know. Or like, if they put my hair in like some weird thing and like, like you know, it's a dedication, I think, to be a yeah. model and you just have to accept it. But they're so beautiful in the first place that so it doesn't really matter. Like, you could just yeah. throw a rag on them. And, like, I've never just... I've never been to any of the shows. Why Pe- didn't you go? People in the team always go. And it's just something where... Like, I'm not that into fashion to the point where I I'm like, you. I need to, like, I like, you know, wearing clothes, like mm. everybody does, mm-hmm. but I've never You're felt... You're quite stylish. Well, I'm not going to lie, Lulu. I've had a bit of a change up recently Why? because I was getting made fun of for wearing the same thing all the time. Like, I'm yeah, that Yeah, but person, that's kind of like a... Like, capsule wardrobe. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Time? So I yeah. just wore the same thing again and again and again. So Well, it's good to experiment. So I got made fun of, so... Who made fun of you? Friends, family, people in the office. Oh, no. <laughs> Fabiola. Definitely Fabiola. Because so, she's the style icon. So. She is. Her and Dylan in the office are yeah. definitely Dylan. the people that keep like keep me young in the office. I'm I like, love, you are young. I'm not, not compared to our office. True. I'm like old. I'm going grey. I'm having what? to dye my hair. That's so sad. Dyed my hair for the... <laughs> That's so upsetting. Dyed my hair for the first time. It's okay. Which I'm, which you I'm can't really tell. Yeah, well, I need to do it again. Oh. Because it's... Stop. Well, it seems perfect to me. You seem cool to me. He's cool. Thanks. I'm going to take that from mm-hmm. Lulu. <laughs> Lulu, tell, I always start every podcast by kind of focusing on certain topics and the reason why. You asked me in the Uber on the way here, mm. why did I want you on the podcast today? Yeah. And I think that we obviously have some amazing people on our roster, but very few have a story like yours and are sharing yeah. a story like yours on social media. So I want to dig into that. I want to dig into what it's like to share such a personal story on social media, the ups and the downs. Of course. But take me back, and I always think it's a good place to start, but take me back to your childhood. Like, where did you grow up? What were you like as a kid? Were you naughty? I feel like you were London, quite cheeky. London, born and bred. Yeah, there you go. London, North London. Yeah. 
and um uh big family. I was quite uh n- not a not a huge family. I've got my brother, then my mum and my dad. Yeah. And we're all still together. And um still live together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um my brother's actually trying to move out. Right. But London. I'm staying at home yeah, for now yeah. because it's it's not worth moving out. Yeah. I live so close to uni and stuff. But yeah. um growing up. Yeah, I was a bit insane to be honest. I'm I'm gonna be so real. Like I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it and be like, yeah, I was like a cute little kid. Like, no. <laughs> like no, I was like weird. <laughs> In what way? I had like really bad anger issues. How weird is that? Like I, I feel like you could expect that somehow through my TikTok. You can see that. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit aggressive sometimes. <laughs> Depends on the situation. But yeah, I had really bad anger issues actually. Really? Yeah. And I had to like have like not like therapy, but like in school like training. Yeah. I went to, like, this really weird, like, private school when I was, like, younger. Right, okay. And they, like, used to take me out of, like, lessons and be like, okay, here's some, like, methods to just calm down. And I was, like, so confused. I was just like, what What, what do you want about? Let me do How my thing. How old were you when you, when this? I was, like, five. How are they Between supposed the ages to get a five-year-old like, five to, to do eight. that? It makes no sense when you're trying to get a hold of a five-year-old and be mm. like, behave like this. I know. you're just going to be like, what? what the hell are you on about? I mean, the weird thing is, though. But even though I was, like, a bit of a naughty child, mm. I always had the best grades. Really? So yeah. you're intelligent then? I mean, you can kind of tell, I mean, but as a kid, you were intelligent. Yeah, yeah, nice. I'd say so. I mean, I didn't do my GCSEs because I was like the COVID year. Interesting. But I did do my A-levels. Right, okay. Yeah. Did they and do I that got... thing where they just kind of guessed your grade? Mm-mm, from the mocks. Nice. And I did get a lot of like nines. Do you know what that means? No. Like to get a nine. This is how old They I don't am. do the A to no. B, A to C thing anymore. For like GCSEs, it's like one, two, three, yeah, four, five. I've, nine is like the best. I've heard it because I've got some friends that are younger, mm. but I'm still of the age where it was like A's to... Mm-hmm. What F's or whatever it was. God, I, I do not want to go back to that time. No, 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 no. Mm. We'll get on to it because you're at uni at the moment and we'll yeah. get on to that in a bit. But <laughs> why, I mean, it can, maybe it all feeds into each other, but why do you think you were a naughty kid? Like, is it just oh, a personality It's thing? obvious. I think, I think it's obvious. I think it's the fact that, like, I wasn't in the right body yeah. for a while. Yeah. And I didn't know the reason because yeah. I was a, so young, yeah. I had no clue that like being trans was even a thing. Right. Until I was like, 12. how did you find out that being trans was a thing? Uh, there was this. Okay, there was the two creators online. So Nikita Dragon, yeah, number one, yeah. and Gigi Gorgeous. Okay, those were the first people that I was like, that's possible. So that's the first time you mm. ever heard about. You mm. know, being I was like trans. twelve. Wow. Yeah. So I knew that there was always a problem, but I didn't know that it was a problem that had a solution. Got you. So I think that was like one of the biggest parts of it. And um, I think that was really important. I feel like those like phases in my very early childhood of that, like, you know, frustration or anger, like mm. it may have been directed on other people, but it was totally a frustration within myself. Did you, did, how did your family kind of, between the ages of like eight, when you were acting out, and 12 when you decided to see like oh there's a solution here mm. what were your family like were they I, i'm assuming they didn't talk about trans at all no. because i mean my mum went to theater school right so i go to drama school yeah. my mum went to theater school okay she has such a wide diverse range of friends got you okay so my family has never been the type of family that was like traditional right or okay. they've always been so liberal yeah. so accepting of everything i think it's the way they grew up as well which yeah. is the most amazing thing but yeah. surprisingly i figured out about trans like you know the trans world mm. when i was 12 but then only did something about it when i was like 15 what took like the, why did it take 3 years for you to do anything about it 
because I think it's a really scary thing to do. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's really hard. I envy some of the, like, trans people that I know that figured it out so young. Like, mm. I, because, you know, it's an extremely difficult process, number one, if you want to do, you know, if you want to medically transition. Yeah. Not, not every trans person has to medically transition yeah. to be trans. Yeah, yeah. But it is an extremely long, difficult process. It can mm. be expensive. It can be, you could be on waiting lists for years. Yeah. And like, I always thought to myself, once I actually, like, you know, came out and started my transition, I was like, oh, I wish I did this earlier. You know, I could have mm. saved myself so much grief. Yeah. But we're here now. Where so. did you get like the info from then? Was it all social media? Social based? media. Wow. That's the that's the crazy thing about social media, especially my generation. Yeah, yeah. Is I feel like yeah, you find everything. Everything I I knew was from social media. Do you think that's a good thing? Like, do you think? But not, not maybe like because we'll go on to I your. I feel social you. Media. I know what you mean. Back then, was it a good thing? Because was the back in, then, was the info accurate? Back then, social media was not the same as it is now. Yeah, exactly. Definitely that's kind not. of what my question is. Yeah, like. no, 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 it was a lot more unhinged. Yeah. So like, you would be exposing yourself to things that are like completely like you would not see on like there was like vine and like stuff and then loads of people loads of youtubers that would post the most like crazy things yeah. like and you'd be like what am i watching you know mm. but cra a funny thing is is that when i was a child i felt that tv actually influenced me a little bit more cartoons right. so like adventure time got you okay yeah, yeah. do you know yeah. what adventure yeah. time is <sighs> i'm older okay. when your little girl yeah. grows up yeah yeah Tell her to watch Adventure Time. What is it? When she's like 10. Okay. Because it will educate her in the best way possible. <laughs> it's a TV I'm show. It's a cartoon it TV show, but it has so many amazing morals in it. And right, sometimes okay. it can be a little scary, not gonna lie, but like it is amazing. <laughs> I think there's more adult meanings in it than like a show for children. And yeah. I feel like that show really educated me on like being a good person. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But uh, that along with social media definitely made this like weird concoction in my mind of like, who yeah. am I? You know. It's so interesting. So obviously you've you obviously learn about the trans community community mm. from social media mm -hmm. and then you decided to share your story yeah. on social media. Was you sharing your story on social media a conscious decision or more just like I'm going on socials and then people just found out? Oh, like, God. What was it? It's a it's a it's a crazy thing, I think. I think the way everything happened for me yeah. was the most like strike of luck thing like yeah. something in the universe was like here Just you know fate. what i mean yeah fate yeah, yeah. i think i don't know how i i honestly i still am confused to this day why people follow me in a way and i'm not trying to be like that oh i'm like this humble influencer no like i actually do get You've confused got a million sometimes. followers Lula. i think there's a reason yeah maybe I, well probably but like you know it was one day mm. where there was this little challenge going about social media yeah which was a british accent challenge yeah and i've always loved acting and stuff like that and you know i, I i'm from london yeah, so yeah. i know what a roadman sounds yeah. like yeah i grew up with roadmen yeah. around me it's like <laughs> I, I know what it's like and um i saw that going around and i was like you know what i can do a really good american accent so and i'm also trans so People think I'm a girl when they like look at me and I am yeah. a girl, but I can do this really low voice. Is this the video that KSI yes. reacted? Yeah, I yes. watched it yesterday. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. I look awful in it. I, I can't believe that's like You do look very different. Very like, different. Very different. Like, I almost was like, is that Lulu? I know. I, so, but how, many, how, how many years ago was that though? <laughs> that was like two and a half, two years ago, two, two and a wow. half years ago. Maybe, a bit, maybe even a bit longer now. Okay. So, um, 
it was weird because I did it and I didn't think it was, you know, I thought I watched it back and I was like, oh, you know what? Let me just like post that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it's funny. Also, like, it's funny because like, I can do such a low voice <laughs> and like, it's really shocking. It is. It is like, yeah, the, the juxtaposition. Exactly. It's amazing. It, it's, it is. That's that. I think that was the thing about it. And yeah. so I posted it and I went to sleep. Yeah. And then I woke up and it had like 2 million views. And I was like, uh... Wait, is this your first ever video? My, yeah, one of my first ever videos. Wow. One of them. I used to just post like TikToks like with friends and stuff yeah. like that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And um, so that was one of my like first. And then throughout the whole day, it got to like 20 million views in like three days. Yeah. And, and then then I got posted on like I'm Just Bait yeah. and like all of the meme pages, like all of them. It yeah, was yeah. it was insane. It was like the weirdest thing that's like ever happened to me. I was I remember my brother, my brother sending me like memes of me, and like going like Lou, you made it, you made it. What was that like to get that kind of crazy virali- virality? Yeah, that that's the word? word. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, uh, it was funny at first. Yeah, but then it's like weird. Right. It was In weird at, at school. It was really weird. okay. At school, it was really people weird. coming up to you. Yeah. Like, wow. like, oh my god, like Lou, like you've gone so viral. Like, what the hell? Were they positive know. about it, or were they? Yeah, mostly. But then, like, you know, meme pages are really weird mm. because, mm. especially like the mainly male-dominated meme pages, yeah, can be really horrible. Can be brutal. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like really horrible i got some scary messages yeah well that's actually something it's kind of jumping ahead but it's a good segue to talk Mm -hmm. about it you've obviously shared your story online you're gonna have some really positive stuff really Mm -hmm. positive comments and you're gonna have some really shitty comments what's that been like when you're when you know that you're trying to share this positive you know story of Mm -hmm. your life what's Mm -hmm. it been like when you've had that kind of from the meme pages the horrible comments it is like it is so weird because there are so many people that really care about you. Yeah. And that say things that have so much love and want to see you more and to hear from you and all of this stuff. Mm. And then there's always going to be that kind of influx of negativity that comes with it. It's it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's inevitable if you're if you're a beauty creator, yeah, if, you're if you're a comedy an, yeah, creator. Yeah. It's it's any type of person that's on mm. social media. There's always going to be someone who doesn't like you. Yeah, 100%. And that and it took a while to accept that mm. because there were times where it was like kind of scary. Like I think when I, when, when it died down after KSI did a try not to laugh right. to me because he was really like cool about it. Yeah. It was really weird. He was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. And you know, obviously his like insane like army yeah. of people. And that was like a really great promotion for me, I think. And mm. I didn't even like ask for it to happen. I was, yeah. I remember, it's a crazy story. I was on the bus, on the 326 bus, on the way home from school. <laughs> so on angry. the way home from school, two of my friends, which I'm not friends with anymore, but you know, two, two of my friends get on the bus, yeah. run up to me. Lulu, 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 you're in a KSI video, you're in a KSI video, you're in a KSI video. And I was like, what? What is going on? And it's a try not to laugh. And it's just and it's just him laughing at this video for three minutes. Yeah. The video is 11 minutes long. It's yeah, three yeah. minutes of him just laughing. And I'm like... I've made it. Slay. I've yeah, made it. <laughs> no, it was funny. It was, it was funny as hell. So That's what do you sure. do, though, when it... We're going back to the, the negativity that you feel. And I, I want to finish this podcast and when we go through it talking about mm-hmm. positivity so let's just get through the negative stuff mm-hmm. how do you deal with it and not just how do you deal with it what's your advice now for people when they get the negative hate online 
especially in people in the trans community? Mm. I, I think I think it's a thing that you must expect, but you must learn to overcome. Yeah. And that's easier said than done. However, I think a way that I overcame it, which was which is quite an interesting way, is mm. using it to my advantage. So I'd reply to a hate comment in right. a video yeah. and get another two mil views just for replying <laughs> to the hate comment. I love this. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's like, you know, um, I, as they say, like bad publicity is good publicity in a way. Mm. Like I, whatever it, whatever comes to you, reflect it in a way that yeah. can positively affect yourself. Yeah. And it's difficult to do that, but once you kind of get the hang of it, but also you got to let yourself feel the emotion sometimes. Right. Like I used to push it down a lot and be like, "Oh, this means nothing. This I, I'm not affected by this. Like mm. I'm so cool and I yeah. can do all of this." But no, it totally does can affect you. Yeah. And like sometimes you got to be real with yourself and you know speak to the people that you love most and yeah. they're always going to be there for you have you ever thought about you know i've spoke to creators before and they want to turn off the comments or something like that no. have you ever thought about doing no. that no never no i love the comments I, I i thought about it once actually yeah actually once yeah um i think i think it was because they like you know it was like a day where I felt really pretty and I posted a TikTok and then mm. some person, probably like some 11 year old boy, like commented like <laughs> something like, I can't even remember what he said. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just turn off comments from now on. But no, because I think it's a really important part yeah. of your engagement is- It's also being real. Yeah, is people commenting. Also, I like replying every now and again. Yeah, yeah. And I like just seeing what people have to say. I like, there's also fun little conversations that happen in my comments all the time mm. of like friends tagging each other then having yeah. a full on conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh my god! Like, I feel like I'm like entering the some negativity gossip right now. is just not worth getting rid of all that positive conversation that's Absolutely going not. on. Yeah, because I saw a video that you posted. I think it was like August time, mm. and you, you know, your channel, and you say in this video, my channel is about being positive and spreading joy and like having fun. But you, you were being really honest, and you were like, today oh, yeah. I'm having a shit day. Yeah, and you know, you're coming to terms with, and I, I won't talk, you know, for you. I'm sure you know the video remember, I'm talking yeah. about. And you did have to say that you were having one of your crap days. Yeah. And you were being really raw and honest online. Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. difficult is that? Because it's almost, you know, in a way easier to share the good stuff. Of course. And everybody shares the good stuff. Like you go on mm -hmm. social media and it's just people sharing their best good parts of their best, life. Yeah. How is it when you're having to be be real with people? And, and do you kind of feel like a responsibility to share that? That video realness? was in my drafts for like a week. Really? So, yeah. What, what made you not post it? Uh... What made me not post it was the thought of maybe like I am actually totally fine. Like right. that's the, that's the thing with my yeah, own yeah. personal mental okay, health. Yeah, I feel yeah. I'm I'm always trying to convince myself that I'm totally fine. Got you. And I was like, maybe this is a thing that doesn't really need to be said. Mm. But then I was like, this isn't really just about me, is it? This is about all of the people that mm. have can go and have gone through similar things. Yeah. So I think that's what made me post it. And it was a it was an important video I feel because. I think it was such a specific like niche that that video reached because mm. all of the comments were like the nicest comments yeah. and like people going through similar things. And I was like, okay, thank God TikTok is actually doing something right for once, you know? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, that. it was a nice response from that. Do you feel pressure? Like, do you see yourself as a bit of a role model? Do you have that pressure yet? Uh, I know that there's a lot of like younger trans um, girls and, and guys that, mm -hmm. like, um, definitely see me as, like, something interesting to look up to, I think. Mm. I think it's because 
the whole roadman voice thing created this kind of like little when it first started like blowing up it kind of created yeah. this little like movement i feel of like i'm i'm a trans girl however i don't need to fit into an exact specific stereotype of femininity hyper femininity being a woman to prove that i am yeah. this person yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was something I struggled with, like, insanely. Right. I was, when I first transitioned, I was like, okay, I need to wear crop tops all the time. I need to have the perfect makeup. I need to, I need to do the most, like, where does wear that, dresses. Where does that pressure come from? Like, is it? Social media. Social media. Absolutely. Because okay. that's what they're portraying yeah. is, is a woman. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, also just growing up, I yeah. think, in London and stuff like that and all of that. I mean, obviously, nowadays, it's, like, so much better. Yeah. But, um... When I was growing up, that was definitely around me. It was like, okay, this is this and this is that. When when it came to school and stuff. How did you get, like, because this is really interesting for anybody who's going through the same thing. Mm. How did you get rid of that pressure? Like, was it just a gradual thing? I'll tell you. you. I'll tell you. It was a day before school. And I was, it was, no, no, it was a day like, how am I? Sorry. The morning before school. Right. yeah, Yeah. 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 The morning before school. I was doing my makeup. Uh, this was like year 11. I was doing my makeup before school. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh no, this is shit. And I took my makeup off and I did it again. And then I took my makeup off because I didn't like it. And I did it again. And mm. I took it off again. And I did it again. I did my makeup four times. The whole thing that, that morning before school. And when I was on the way to school, I was thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing? Mm. Why am I putting myself through so much pressure to be yeah. a specifically perfect individual so much? Yeah. And that really scared me, I think, the right. way I was so obsessed. And because of that, I realized, you know what? Like, I don't need to do this. No. I don't need to do this for anyone. And that and that really, like, made an impact on me. And I know it's just such a minor thing, doing your makeup every morning, but, but it's it really not, did. Because it's more of a mental thing of, mm. I'm trying to... Excuse me, I'm trying to conform with what people expect of me. Mm. And it can be a small thing like makeup, but mm-hmm. that's the, really the overarching thing is that you're trying to, you feel like, and that's where the, where the pressure comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that through sharing your story and through, you know, others sharing their story, and I know that TikTok can be a bit crap sometimes mm. for things, and all social media platforms can, but it's also been a place now where younger people can learn about themselves more. Do you feel like, there's an, uh, do you feel like there's more positivity online than when you were the 12 year old looking on? Yes. Or is it worse than that now? Because there's more people. I on think there. there's, I think there's more like sub genres right. that like, that like people can find themselves comfortable in. Yeah. Especially with TikTok. Yeah. There is like these specific aesthetics or like niches or mm. like that, you know, a young person can, you know, fall down that rabbit hole and find a community yeah. really randomly. Yeah, yeah. And it, de- it definitely exists. Mm. And I think that's a that's a quite a special thing. Um, however, obviously, because of its extreme vastness as a platform, it it, it is always going to have, you know, the negatives, the negatives and the things that make it difficult that want to that people that want to tear each other down. It's actually quite funny. Going back to what you were saying about one of my questions for you is about stereotypes of trans people. And and I wanted Mm -hmm. to ask you about what some of those stereotypes are. And when you were talking about, you know, trying to be perceived as like the perfect woman, Mm -hmm. what are some stereotypes that you feel like people still think of a, you know, a trans woman these days? Uh, I feel like 
these days, it's a little bit better. Right. I think when I was watching it, when I was like growing up and watching these people, like the, the creators I told you about at the start, mm. it was like the stereotypes was like, you have to have, you know, big boobs and like, you know, and yeah. all this plastic surgery yeah. and just this fakeness. Yeah, yeah. There was this fakeness to it and this lack of like authenticity. Right. You know, that was a stereotype. That I feel I feel for the trans community even a while back it was like you're you're not you're not a real person. Mm. And that and you're not a real woman. You're not a real man. Mm. You're trying to be something that you'll never be. That's mm. that that was something that was definitely prevalent. Do you feel any pressure now? Yeah. Yeah. I, st- I I I mean because of the whole like because of like you know what happened on TikTok and everything mm. I get recognized a lot in public and it's not and it's right. not because of you know how many followers I am I have I yeah. am I have <laughs> it's because of like how much my, for some reason my videos have been spread Mm. across yeah, yeah, platforms yeah, yeah. just yeah, yeah. by other people yeah, yeah you send your friend like look at this yes yeah, yeah, yeah. and like there are people that are putting me on their private stories like you know yeah. i have friends from friends from friends it's like oh my god you're on my friend's private story yesterday and it's just like what <laughs> and um so because of that i get recognized like a really a lot yeah. especially when i go out a lot if yeah. i go to the club if i go anywhere anywhere mm. really I've, I've even happened it to me in boots on my high street and I was like, oh, my God. And I look like a mess. And because of that, I have this pressure now where whenever I go out, yeah. I do have to look somewhat presentable. And I feel like that's a pressure. Right. Okay. But my style has definitely changed. Yeah. I used to think that I was like, had to, you know, be really like pretty and like feminine and like light, you mm. know. Now I, I mean, this isn't, this is just like a comfy outfit because, you know, weird. but like if I were like, Fabiola and I went to a couple of events recently mm. and I wore like a oversized, you know, t-shirt and like cargoes and like, you yeah, know, yeah. but I always do my makeup nice and pretty. Interesting. But I like to be, I really like tomboyish fashion. I do feel like that is the fashion at the moment though. A hundred percent. I think Billie works. Eilish helped out a lot. 100%. 100%. I helped out a lot. I know, but I, it is, at the end of the day, it is like comfy. Like it, it can be fashionable and it can be comfy too. Do you, do you get a lot of pressure when you're out and people recognize you to do the roadman voice all the time? Is it annoying? Oh, yeah. It's, it's awful because especially, okay, sometimes it can be great. Sometimes yeah, yeah. when I'm in the mood, I'm like, let's go. Like, yeah. you know, let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Like, like you can film a video with me. Yeah, It'll be yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. However, there have definitely been times where... I felt really, really nice about myself. And I mm. felt like I was this, you know, I was wearing a really nice outfit and like no one has clocked me that I'm trans, even though yeah. it's not a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, when you're you know, a trans woman or a trans man, you don't, you just don't want to be clocked. You don't want to be, right. you know, anyone to know. And yeah, that's yeah. a normal thing, right? However, when I do get recognized, sometimes they'll ask me to do the real man voice. And I feel like I'm a re- this, you know, pretty and feminine today it really does annoy me because mm. I'm like, I'm just like outing myself in front of like everyone. Like I'm ruining it. Yeah. You know? So it's it's less of like, you know when people get known for like a catchphrase from a mm-hmm. TV show and they're like, God, I don't want to say it again. Oh yeah. But this is more that you just don't want to be like outed in front mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I don't the, care about the, the road, the voice, the, the voice and, itself. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the, it's the, it's the fact that there is such like I think people sometimes people forget that there is such a divide between mm. like me and this roadman person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people think that for, to be honest, for a while people thought that it was my boyfriend in the, in no the back, way. like saying so. I don't have a boyfriend, by the way, but you know, hit me up. But um, I for a while people thought that it was like 
my fake boyfriend in the background that was just like saying all of it and I was just mining yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, if only you knew. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, it's funny. So where does that come from in terms of the the pressure and the annoyance when people out you in public? Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's not a bad thing to be trans. You're proud of being trans. Is it just the headache of having to like fucking go through it again Always. and talk to people about the situation? Mm-hmm. They ask you, frankly, probably stupid questions. Can I tell you the most like crazy yeah, thing please, about it all is, is dating apps. Interesting. Because when I like started using dating apps, I mean, even to like this day, mm. right? It is crazy. The amount of people that will match with you have this amazing like conversation with you and be like the sweetest person ever and yeah. like oh my god like totally love bomb you you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like oh my god but like can you do the rain man voice like can you send me a voice note of the rain man voice like i can't believe i'm speaking to like this girl right now like, like you're so tiktok famous and like you're doing all and like you do the rain man voice and all my no. friends love you like this is so jokes and suddenly it becomes a whole joke so recently i've been more i, I prefer meeting people naturally mm. yeah and them not knowing that I do TikTok and it's mm. something that I can tell them in my own time. Does it does it take away the shine of doing TikTok when you have to go through stuff like that? A hundred percent. I you know, there have been times where I've like taken like some, I've never taken like a really long break from yeah. TikTok. But I, I have taken like small snippets. Like a few weeks here uh, and there. Yeah. Yeah. And um I find that that's important because sometimes like that whole like pressure can like make you not feel creative that's really interesting because i mean we're we're as guilty as a as an agency telling our creators you've got to stay consistent mm. you've got to post as much as possible as long as it's really good content if only you knew and it's a and it's <laughs> value, yeah but it, like it is such a good point that in anything in life whether it's work or exercise or anything you have to take a break from it mm-hmm. so it's it's interesting to hear you say that you take breaks because there's a lot of creators that don't that and don't. then they burn out i mean i also have quite a a hectic life when I because of drama school as well so it's like I can't physically be filming every day three videos a day type thing like it's just not realistic yeah because my career yeah is I feel like I have two careers at this point (laughs) like I like I do TikTok and then Mm. I have my like drama school career which is so important to me yeah yeah. um yeah it was difficult to get in that yeah like I had to I auditioned to like eight different drama schools um sent over things to like a bunch of different places Mm. and i was so lucky that like i got that place it's interesting how do you because we've got a couple of um creators on our roster that are aspiring actors Mm -hmm. is tiktok a good thing or a bad thing for your acting career oh it's such a good question because i was actually thinking about this recently i think that i think that in so many ways it's excellent Mm. because exposure uh, exposure and these days a lot of a lot of you know you know the film industry uh tv industry are looking for actors and stuff that already have this like platform in a way because they can can promote and like you know it could cross promote each other in a way and give each other you know this kind of like equal opportunity Mm. which i guess is like a very useful thing when you kind of already form connections when you start when you have a large you know following Mm. because you meet people you you know you can get into an agency and then all of this stuff but um i think on in other ways i feel like it can be a slightly difficult thing because 
when you're already known for something else so much. Mm. Get it pa- can you be get pigeonholed diff- into that. Yeah. You can be like typecasted a yeah. lot. Yeah. Or even it might be even difficult for viewers that watch something that you're in mm. to really believe who you're trying to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. 100%. And that's up to being a they, good act- know- actor or not. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It comes down to can you make people believe that you're somebody uh, uh-huh. else? Absolutely. But do, does it make you now feel... Especially as you, you know, you've now done a short movie, you're doing more and more stuff at drama school. Do you now, I don't, I don't want to say like be more careful about the type of content that you post, but do you think about it more? I, I, yeah. 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 I used to be a lot more like freehand. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like back in the videos, day, I'm sure you just posted whatever you whatever wanted. Whatever I did. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now are you a bit, I don't know, more careful? Definitely about? more careful. But I've noticed that when I am more careful sometimes, authenticity kind of slips well exactly which is it's you know what it's such a you know round the round the circles type thing yeah it's like you do this and then this will happen and then you do Mm. that and then that will happen and you just go round and round (laughs) you know trying to figure it out and what what can i do that is authentic and does work and everyone likes it yeah while being you know brand safe or or like that's it that i feel like that's quite an important thing Yeah, yeah yeah like once TikTok turned into like a job, yeah, yeah, for me, like something that wait, so that I should changed, take this that seriously. Your content, hundred percent, right, hundred okay. percent. Because I used to post like I don't know if you've seen, but like I used to post like weird, like I used to post weird thoughts of mine that like no, like you just shouldn't say that. You know? It's difficult, isn't it? But what's interesting about the brand safe um, situation is that what I've noticed, and I've spoke about this with our team loads, is if you come out and you're just this. And I'm not saying you're this, but if if you come out and you're just like, I'm going to say whatever I want, mm-hmm. I'm going to be controversial from day one. Yeah. You can get away with it forever. It's when you try and be... Cutting, like there's some creators that I can like name. We def- can all name some people that are yeah. controversial and they'll always be controversial. Get away with it. And they get away with it. Mm. But then if you're trying to, if you're trying to come across as goody two shoes, cookie, cu- cookie cutter... And then you say something controversial. It's crazy all of a sudden. You get cancelled. Yeah. I mean, I think that I can get away with most things, surprisingly, because I definitely think there's a reason behind it. My following Mm. is 50% male and 50% female. That's interesting. So because of that... I wouldn't have thought that. I'll tell you something, like... This may sound stereotypical, but but it is. But like, f- I feel like female followers are a lot more loyal, mm. and um, definitely on TikTok. Definitely on TikTok, definitely. they they care a lot more. They listen to what you have to say more. I don't think that's stereotypical. I've noticed the, that. the, the date is there for that. Female mm. audiences are way more engaged. Engaged. On, at least on TikTok, but I think on all pl- platforms. For sure. I think so too, because there's this, you know, massive like girl culture on like you know if you've heard of all of like the trends you, you know, only to need do. to see like the buying habits from like mm. if you have a female strong audience you, you yeah. get a higher brand value absolutely because like because for whatever reason male audiences don't buy online as much so you can mm-hmm. see that engagement mm-hmm. or commenting the vast amount of comments especially obviously if you've got a higher female audience but even on most accounts is from female users yeah so it kind of makes sense and i think like the fact that like but i do think that the fact that half of the following is male Mm. makes it kind of easier to get away with things because a lot of men are just like what about move on (laughs) not to go back but like where do you know from which side of the coin you get the most hate and love from 
or is there a disparity between the two or is it just kind of equal? I've noticed that like the female audiences is definitely more love than the male audiences. Right, they're more But hate. I'll tell you, the men find it easier to hate, I think. Right. Like, okay. I, and I'm not trying to like put categories into like gender right no, now, no, considering I'm literally a trans woman, <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> but I think that, I, I don't, you know, I'm just thinking of all the comments that I've like read in my life yeah. right now. Yeah. And like most of bad ones are from men. But I'll tell you it? a lot of men have like follow me for certain reasons. Right. And I'm so aware of it because I've like dealt with these kind of men in my life before. Mm. So I know I'm young, but like, like in I, real life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like I I know I mean, I feel like a lot of trans women are like fetishized and like all of this kind of stuff. And yeah. that makes a massive difference. I mean, if you think about my Instagram, mm. so my Instagram, I don't have as many followers on Instagram, like at all, because I've, uh, it's been difficult to like repurpose like TikTok content onto Instagram because mm. I don't like mixing comedy on my Instagram. Right. Okay. So when I post something like that's like fashion-y on TikTok, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. add that to my Instagram. Got you. Okay. But, um, but because of Instagram, I've noticed my following on Instagram is 80% male. Interesting. 80% male. It's like, okay, where are you then? Where's my dream man then? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> no, it confuses me. Like, if there's 80% if eighty of you are actually men, like, where's my boyfriend? <laughs> Maybe not on Instagram. Yeah, actually, Maybe I want to find a boyfriend life. at uni. In uni? Yeah. What, another Just actor? Uh, I don't do acting. I do experimental arts performance. So, but, but same as that? But, yeah, no, no, no. But, they, but we all merge. Got you. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you're not actually doing acting at no. uni. So, so I was talk... originally a writer. So, oh, right. Okay. Mm. And that was the initial course. Mm. Right. And, then, so I, I, and, I, and this is the new one you're moving to. I've in... always loved writing. Got you. Okay. And like creating like creative writing. Right. I mean, I was like obsessed with like English literature and language. I was like, I know that's so cringe, but no. like, yeah. Um, so I've always been obsessed with like story writing and like all, all of that kind of stuff. So I did writing and I was like, okay, this is slay. Then I didn't like it that much. So mm. I switched to experimental arts, which is similar, right. but has more practical elements. So are you, are you doing any acting? In that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, for that's sure. why I thought. There was right. acting and writing as well. And is that the one you're going to in October? Yeah. Got you. Okay, mm -hmm. that makes sense now. That's so interesting. Do you, do you, have you, I guess when you're being, because you did the short film. Mm -hmm. Do you worry or do you have any kind of feeling when you're going through castings or anything like that, that you being trans is going to either positively or negatively get you those roles? This is a really interesting topic of conversation. Yeah. I appreciate you for bringing this up because I've noticed mm. the way that trans women mm. and I women specifically, I've seen it in trans men as yeah. well, but are extremely in demand right now. Interesting. It's mad. I've seen like obviously Every... Bell was in the Netflix. Yeah, amazing. Show. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's like an amazing thing. Yeah. And then obviously like you know Yaz, who is um one of the actors who plays oh, what's her name in in Hot Stuff. I can't remember, but no. people might know. But yeah. um uh and then also there's like Hunter Schaefer who's like was in Euphoria, mm. and then it's like the biggest like you know muse for like Mugler and and mm. things like that and these mass Prada. And stuff, and then there's this also this creator called Alex Consani, okay. who is now one of the biggest models in right. the world right now. Why do you think that is? Like what? What? Dominique Jackson, all of these TV shows. There's so yeah. many trans women that I can name right now, um, at, that are literally doing the most. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's because the world is changing. Yeah. In a positive way, 
And I think it's giving opportunities for mm. most people. And it's a brilliant thing. And I, and I think it's really great, especially to see like trans friends of mine. Like, no, it's, it's, it's huge because, you know, 20 or 30 years ago or even less, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good thing. I also think it just, appe- I, I think there's this uh, ideal in cinema and TV nowadays. Mm. I mean, I studied film studies for A-level as well. So like, I, I feel like I know a little you bit. Know this. I know you a know, little bit. You know this. Um, uh, I feel like there's this more need for, I'm going to use this term. I like, you know, wokeness. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, it can sometimes come across really cringe. Right. Okay. I mean, like, not all the time. I went mm. to the sex education premiere for the first episode. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah, Fabio told yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, and that was uh, that was so woke in a way where it was actually hilarious, and they in were literally way? taking the piss. In what like, way was just it? Just like... stuff about like you know diversity, gender. I mean, sex education is a very diverse show it in is, the first yeah. place. Yeah. But um, they were really pushing it this time. But I think they were doing it on purpose, which made it right. watchable. Right. Got and and. I don't know if I should have said that, by the way, because they said in the thing that I can't say anything. Actually, what day is it today? The 20th of September. Is that I know, it's fine. By the time this comes out, yeah, I ca- be... I, because apparently I can only say review after it comes out. Oh, it'll be fine. Okay. Ooh, what could it? Period. Um, but yeah, so I think this like idea for wokeness and diversity has become like this really like important thing that mm. everyone wants to do, which is, I guess, giving people good thing. roles. Exactly, yeah. So let's go. You have know. you have you felt any negativity? Like, is it has it stopped anything for you? Mm, I've seen negativity, but I haven't personally felt like. I mean, there's always going to be someone. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be some like you know some, major person. Yeah. I don't know, like what's his name, Piers Morgan or something. <laughs> Even our own prime minister. Yeah. That says something outrageous. Well, it's quite interesting because in my notes, I've got to talk to you about is. A lot. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, the the government that we've got now, the conservative mm-hmm. government, has done multiple things. Don't know what the word is, but multiple mm. things that is effectively anti-trans. One hundred percent. Lots of medical stuff. Like I was reading. Today, oh my god, it's a nightmare. I was reading some stuff today about you know bills being passed in Scotland that mm. the UK government or the the you know the government in London have kind of pushed back against. Mm. How does that make you feel as a trans woman that? we've got a government in place right now and not to get too political, but is, you know, effectively, obviously not Mm. pro-trans. It's hard because, you know what? I will say one thing, right? If you are not trans yourself, you will never understand how difficult it is. Like, Mm. even if you have the access to all of the things that you need, so affirming healthcare Mm. or, you know, good support, support around you all of these things it can still feel so isolating yeah, yeah and i think that's the issue in the government that we have because they are so in this like state of like traditional state of mind i mean it's all run by what like old people old basically yeah guys that you know and some women that are you know are scared of trans women yeah. so um yeah. well uh, that's that's, yeah. that's the overarching like theme that you get out of the government right now. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's how i feel i mm. feel like the women in government are scared of trans women. Yeah. And then the men in government want to yeah. get rid of trans women. Well, so, from a medical point of view, because for anybody listening or watching that isn't isn't so clued up about, you know, the what what trans people, men or women have to go through mm. from a medical standpoint. Oh, it's so long. It's long, right? Oh my god, it's so long. And what, I was what, gonna go I, I'm i st- I'm still not on the NHS for it. 
How, what is that? Pro- like, so how, the like, NHS, you have like? to go through a whole like gender identity clinic thing. Then right. you have to get assessed and then you have to do a bunch of these therapy things and you have to get a psychoanalysis and then you right. also have to wait five years. Just After wait. After all of that, just wait. Why? Until they can approve you, until you're at the top of the list to get to get affirming healthcare. So it's insane. Not all people have to wait five years. Yeah. I was waiting a while mm. and then my parents were like, this is crazy because my mental health was like, yeah, yeah, of course. I was like, girl. And, um, so can you go private? Yeah, but it's expensive. Very expensive. You know, I have to pay like... In, in America, it's worse. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a lot worse. So I'm nothing, trying to count my... Freer, I'm trying but... to count my, you know, yeah, yeah. lucky fingers. But like, um, the fact that like I have to pay like £400 like every two months just for like my healthcare, just for like my hormones. That is insane. I know. And I'm like, thank God I'm in a good position. Yeah, and like yeah. I've, my parents have like taught me well and like, yeah. you know, teach me how to save money and put things aside for certain things. Yeah, it's yeah. a great thing. But that's still a lot of money. And I would save that if I w- could get it on the NHS. So that's, that's not even that £400. It's not even surgery. No, no, no. So what happens if you want to go that route oh it's it's also long yeah i mean i suggest anyone that do, goes that route to go privately because it just takes uh, so it, but long. it will it's expensive i'm pretty sure it's like 50k yeah but like That's there insane. are specific places that specialize in it that are amazing and um and that's like you know well you you brought up the you know the issue of mental health and your mental health mm. there and i just it's really important. It's the huge. things that a lot of trans people do for themselves is so important. It prevents, it prevents people literally, like you know, yeah, 100%. doing the worst. Hundred percent, and I, I, that's what I'm trying to say is mm. that the you like the government or yeah, the the government are pushing the importance of mental health mm-hmm. on the one hand, but they're not helping on the other, and you like you can't have both. Mm. You, it's, it's it's a it's always going to be. I feel a little bit tense in those in that area because it's like like it's so difficult for so many people yeah Mm. i've the attention towards them is not necessarily like highlighted the same way it is to other things that you know you know are given way more support that is some it's quite interesting because i had um alex partridge on my podcast the other day and we were talking about adhd Mm -hmm. and i think in that podcast we were talking about the fact that there are lots of things that the government the country the world has to deal with mm. at one time and and sometimes categories of people just get lost for real and that is that how you kind of feel at the moment with the trans community slightly i i feel yeah i think that there are times where it's like completely like no one really cares mm. but then i mean for example black trans women are like the biggest minority in like the world mm. one of the biggest minorities in the world there mm. are people killed like every day yeah every day yeah. multiple people well another thing i've got on my list is to talk to you about is the fact that in 2020 sorry 2022 hate crimes towards trans people rose in the uk by 56 percent. disgusting hmm. why why do you think that is like that's in the uk that's not even around the world like we yet yet we've come so far when someone is when someone doesn't know what to do yeah. With something that they don't know. They act out. They can act out. In a horrible way. In, and it's it's re- it's a real shame mm. because, like, why? Mm. You know, like, why? What, what did, you know, that person do to you? It's, it's, it's really, they did nothing. Mm. They did nothing except be what, be who they were. That's what's quite shocking to me is that 
from when you were 12 and you started learning about trans mm -hmm. people online to now, you've already said in this podcast, there's way more positive content out there, mm -hmm. yet hate crimes have gone up by 50%. That just doesn't compute to me that mm -hmm. it's, you, it's you wrong. can have the positivity, but then also have that negative, like hugely negative actions. When something that people are not used to becomes too strong, mm, like there's people a wave like of, to push yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's just like how that's with anything. Mm. Unfortunately, this involves lives, mm. which is like just such a shame. Mm. And it and I feel like there's so there's only so much I can say mm. because it's great that I have this like platform. Yeah. And I know a lot of other trans people that have these yeah. amazing platforms that are so like, you know, trying so hard to make like a community however that's another pressure that i think i've had like as when you said about yeah. being a role model mm. it's like all of these things that are going on in the world right now because you have a million followers what are you going to do about it yeah and, you're like, and it's like, you're like i can't i wish i could save everyone's well, lives exactly. but and you're, you've got your own life to live and you, you're mm. busy and like you can't you can't do that so it's, it is interesting because whenever anybody builds a platform and they're not and I don't mean, I mean this in the nicest way possible to these type of creators, mm -hmm. but they're not just like a comedy creator or they're not just like a fitness creator. And mm -hmm. they actually are talking about a really important topic. I do th really feel for them in that they've got such an added pressure to have to use their platform. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're just like, I just want to like make some funny content. For real. Yeah. It switches all the time. Yeah. I think, uh, I feel like at the moment I've even had a little bit of a, Mm. mind blank what creatively yeah it really? happens like but how do you get how do you get out of that do like, you know what i have a weird dream and i wake up in the morning and i film instantly that's always what i always get i get really i get really vivid dreams anyone out there that gets really vivid dreams you film me you know it, it's like things happen in my dreams and i'm like i have to like i, I have to i have to morph this I into just something the, the way of like getting creative is like i've got to go to sleep yeah, I need ideas. You're like, Mum, Dad, I've got to sleep. Also, my friends are the funniest people in the world. Really? That helps. That Shout helps out to Kat, Sean, Holly. Yeah. <laughs> that, Jess. Helps, that helps a lot when you've got people around you that are funny. Because what do they, are they creative as well? Yeah. I mean, uh, my friends from drama school, definitely. My yeah. friends from like previously that I'm still friends with are just like the best people ever. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily do like creative subjects or anything like that, but they're just incredible people. Yeah. And like, that's always the best thing to like surround yourself with. Mm. Like I've had phone calls, like recently I had a phone call with like my friend Kat and we just, and she just was speaking yeah. and I was just writing everything down. Just for a video idea. Yeah. Like, like, and we were just like bouncing off of each other. And that's yeah. great when you have friends like that, that kind of like care about your profession too. Yeah, yeah. Is, is really important. When I was, when I, when it first started happening, I lost a lot of friends. Really? Yeah. Because I realized that people. I think it happens quite like, often. Oh yeah. All the time. It you, depends. You find out who you're real. But what the good thing is, you find out who your real friends mm. are. Mm. For sure. Because mm -hmm. you, you're not having people call you who have never called you in like six mm -hmm. months. Trying to be like, hey, I saw you on TikTok. And you're like, cool. Mm -hmm. it's like you you know who your real friends are mm. what's been your like your career highlight on social media because i think i i think i know what it is okay so obviously lewis capaldi was like the most like insane thing what i'll tell like? you the story oh my god it was so funny also i made like really good friends out of it yeah, yeah. like brooke and jess yeah. who i love if you watch this um but um basically so I remember this is when Neve was yeah. like looking after me in the agency and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. 
she was like, oh, let's go to this like concert. And I think it was the next day she was like, oh, by the way, you're like filming with him. <laughs> and I was like, you sure about that? <laughs> I was like, you sure about that? And she was like, yeah, like you've been like asked. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what am I even going to say? Yeah, yeah. You know, I had no plan. I yeah. had no plan. Yeah. None at all. I literally like, we went, we watched the show. Neve and I had like a beer. And then like we watched the show. It was cute. It was fun. Um, and then we went back to like the green room. Mm. Met up. There was a few other creators there yeah, yeah, that yeah. I knew. Yeah. And um, we were all sitting in this green room. Lewis Capaldi walks in. He's the most amazing person, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like everything that he's like going Have through. You watched the his moment. documentary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything that he's going through at the moment is like like it's so like profound like how amazing he is as a person and like mm. you know anyone can struggle and that's so important i think his 100%. story is amazing yeah um and um we were in the green room and he walks in and he goes i love you you're hilarious imagine i do a scottish accent right now but um <laughs> it was the it was the best thing ever and yeah. i was like what me and he was like yeah and i was like sweet and then i filmed first with him i think yeah. no no second and um, I was like, to be honest, I don't know what we're going to do. So uh, let me just think something on the spot. So I kind of involved the Roadman in it because he loved it so much. So I was like, sing me your favorite song. He kind of had to. Like, I was like, sing me your new song. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he did it. I'm trying to remember like everything. And, and then um, I watched it. I think I watched it this morning. And you're like, I reposted it recently because it was on a year ago yeah. today. Oh, maybe that's why I watched it. Because, yeah, because yeah, you were like, um, sing me your new song. Yeah, I was like, sing me your new <laughs> and song. And he sang it. And then you were like, we, we did the Roadman voice together. Yeah, that was it. Was it sick. was hilarious. Oh yeah, reckon? he follows me on like everything. Does he? Yeah. It was funny. I was in my um, barber's a few weeks ago, and they were like, "What do you do?" And I was like, "Tell them what I, what mm. I do." And they were like, "Who do you manage?" And I was like, "Well, these are the people on our roster." And they were like, "Sharp, you manage Lulu." What? Yeah, they love you. They love because <laughs> they love the Roadman voice, and they yeah, send it around. That's, that's what they that, Like up you for. said, like they send it around to their mates, and mm. I was like, "That's so interesting." Oh my god, that's crazy! I'm barber talk. Yeah, you're barber talk. I love that. Sure. I love that. So Not that, hairdresser talk, barber is talk. That, is that your career highlight? That's my that's my career highlight. I, I think I have some others, but like I can't really. Um, I've done some like I, I've done some fun things. Like I think a really fun like this was this isn't even a highlight. This was just like a little like brand deal that I did, which yeah. was like with um like Urban Decay, like just going oh, to that yeah, whole yeah. thing, and then like that was recently, yeah, right? Yeah, that was yeah. really fun. That was so fun. Yeah, I like I I loved that because I like meeting like the. I like meeting the people that are like social, like the social people of brands. You rarely get to do, you, like when you're doing mm -hmm. the brand deals, you're usually just dealing with your manager. Mm -hmm. So it's it's quite rare that you get to I do like that. to show myself, yeah. you know. It's good. It's, Fabiola it's good. always tells me that I'm really good at, at it. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should do that more. Well, it is, it is difficult though, because those kind of event brand deals, they are happening more and more often, but they're a bit mm. of a rarity. No, for real. But, getting you in front of brands i definitely think is a good yeah idea. i i find that like i'm quite good at like switching on like a business conversation yeah um like i guess i kind of had to learn it quite quickly when i first started yeah, yeah so like even though when i first started with outreach even though i had to have a guardian to sign the contract yeah. i did read them yeah yeah and i still read them yeah good like a lot of people don't mm, mm. a lot of people just sign immediately because they see a number and it's like girl no like the usage and like you know your exclusivity that's it's, it's so it's so important i love that you're saying this lulu because so many creators just well you were the one that kind of like taught me i feel <laughs> like so we're so, very we're very hot as an agency to make sure because that people know so many creators will sign with us and they'll come from management and they'll just be like oh i never see my contracts mm -hmm. and the management just sign it and you're like mm. 
what the hell? Like, you're just I'm letting mad. people sign away your exclusivity rights. That's what I love about IP outreach. Outreach is, uh, outreach is like, I, I don't know. Like I've only ever been with outreach. So I can't really suggest anything else. But, um, but outreach is a brilliant, you know, agency. They've, you guys have really changed my life. That's sweet. You don't need to say well, that, but that is sweet. Actually, I hate you so much, <laughs> you know, like, oh gosh, I wish I wasn't in this agency. It you is know? sweet though, because we, and it's, do you know what? Obviously, like earning money and building a business, it's, it's mm. a great, great thing to have. Mm-hmm. But when I see people like yourself doing well, or like we have other creators that have like got married or bought a house or like just oh, like yeah. their life has changed and like all those things will happen for you. That that's when I'm like, this job's awesome because it's it all is. come from social media, which is kind of crazy. It, is. it wasn't here ten years. Can ago. Gonna be so it's real, like it's like so it easy. I know. <laughs> it's actually, it's. I feel like it's actually like it. Sometimes I get kind of like guilty in a way in because my way? brother, yeah, works so hard, works so hard, yeah. and he's one of the smartest. My brother is probably one of my favorite people yeah. in the world. Yeah. No, is. Most likely. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we grew up, we, we've always been so close, my yeah. brother and I, um, throughout everything. And um, he's one of the smartest people I know. I mean, he's a solicitor. Yeah. And he works a training solicitor. Like, so he's like, he's 23. He's just 24 now, actually. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, doing well for himself. But um, the amount of work he does compared mm. to the amount of work I do and then our equivalent earnings is just like disgraceful. It is something difficult when you when you talk about social media creators earnings. It is quite difficult to talk about it because that's the first question that people ask me. What when they meet you, like mm-hmm. how much you earn? Mm-hmm. See, that's crazy because because again, like back in the day, like that's just like a no no. Yeah, normal. If in- it was any other person, uh, that's any, the thing. If it was any industry, other person any, in any yeah. industry, you know, you you're not you're not just do going it. up to people and like. Uh, I just met you. How much do you earn? One hundred. Like no, but, you don't but, do but that it's because people are fascinated by it they're fascinated but also it's because you share so much of your life already yeah, you may as well share fun. everything but uh, it, it is difficult to talk about because I'll, I'll be the first to say like the amount of money that creators get paid is sometimes astronomical not always because i know creators that just earn a, a decent mm-hmm. living but then my argument is well what about musicians what about actors what about footballers like yeah. there's plenty of industries where people are overpaid. overpaid and there's a lot of industries like teaching or nursing that or people what, are terribly where underpaid. you're terribly underpaid yeah. so it's like i understand that i think that's something that we try and do as an agency is work with people that are at least adding value i i've seen that you know with, like, with outreach like, sure there's a lot of, of such a variety we don't just manage like no offense to these people but just like people who dance in their bedroom and make t- like we want you know we manage people like yourself people mm. that are talking about adhd people that are adding value in terms of not even just like adding value from politics that. like everything everything but even just like an expert fitness creator or an expert mm. beauty creator someone that's actually going to add something to people's Love lives it. so that when we do make money from it at least we're adding that value to people's yeah, audience absolutely good intentions exactly um lulu my final question for you which is something that i ask most people but where i kind of tailor it depending on the person mm-hmm. for any other trans people out there or somebody who's growing up now and they they're not r- really understanding themselves they're where you were when you were 12 what's your biggest piece of advice for them i'm gonna think about this take your time okay something that's just you know if you could tell your 12-year-old self now. My biggest piece of advice is don't give up. 
And I know that sounds really cringe. That's like, oh my God, don't give up. No, don't. Don't. Because there is always, always mm. going to be that light, no matter what, no matter if you're, you're in a shitty position, no matter if you can't afford this, there is always a reason for something to work out in your favor. Mm. And I think I forgot that for so long, mm. which is why it took me so long. However, there is always going to be a moment where you're going to realize that I can actually get through with this and I can learn things. I can, I can improve myself. I can think about all of the ways I can feel better about myself that aren't necessarily to do with the typical things that involve being transgender. Mm. There are methods, there are ways, even if it's just doing your, you know, doing your makeup in the morning or like, you know, yeah. uh, th just the minor things in life can really, really, really help you in your own personal journey and accept it when things feel low and accept it when things are amazing. Because usually people like don't like to accept when things are really good. Yeah. Realize what you do have. Yeah. yeah, yeah Because 100%. once you realize what you do have, then there's so much more opportunity to grow from it's that it. element of showing gratitude for the things. Gratitude. It's hard though. It's really terribly like, hard. I find it one of the hardest things in life to just mm -hmm. sit back and go, Oh, actually that's pretty good. Mm hmm. Lulu, honestly, this has been one of my favorite conversations oh, I've ever had. I'm not just saying so that just because you're here, but thank you so much. Of course. And where can people find you on social media? At Lulu Supu, L-O-U-L-O-U-S-O-U-P-U. Why did I have to think about my username for, for a second? People actually don't know that Supu means soup in Japanese. I think Fabio has told me that. Yeah, that's the reason. Anyways, that's where you can find me. That's on everything. Cool. So yeah, thank you so much. No, thank you. Cool. Yay!